man, I'm way less than <laughs> firing it. I can't even I can't even talk. I am not firing on all cylinders tonight. Let's just say that. You're an idiot. <laughs> At my best. <laughs> I, you I have it... this written down. You just have to read it. Two best um friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football? I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro fancy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, 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 everybody. Mike here from the 2M Football Podcast. Woo! Hi, Mike! And on the horn, got a very special guest. Oh, wait, no, it's just you. Yeah, no, just me. Nothing special. Just Matt. You're very special, Matt. Uh, my mama tells me that. <laughs> she, told, she told me the same thing. <laughs> Why are we can't both be special? All right. What do we got on the docket today, Mike? All right. Thank you for getting us on track. We need to uh, make this an efficient episode here. Um, so today. It's usually not in our verbiage, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Today, we have top stories from around the league, of which there are very few. And after that, we will continue our roster evaluations, which we started last week. We're going to try to get through two whole divisions today. And uh, we're going to do it or die trying. <laughs> we're going to do the Wait, AFC. What? We're going to get through two divisions today, or we're going to die trying. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I don't remember the second part in our text, but that's fine. He signed those papers I sent over, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, maybe. All right, in the news, this is the quietest part of the off season, so not not uh, nothing major here. But Jordan Love is quote one hundred percent ready to start for the Green Bay Packers if there's no Rodgers once the regular season rolls around. Um, however, who is that quote from, Matthew? Uh, I believe that is the self, self-made quote. Yes, um, <laughs> that is so, Jordan Love saying that. <laughs> I mean, I think if I was in camp, I'd be like, I'm 100% ready to start. <laughs> I'd be like, please come back, Aaron, we need you. <laughs> no, of course he's going to say that. And he's had some good performances in camp, supposedly. Uh, you know, no one's seeing anything yet except for some of the beat reporters who are in town. But um, his performances there have been up and down so far, which makes, you know, that makes sense for a quarterback in his second season. First season was redshirted, didn't do anything. Yeah. Pre Prelude to later on, there's another quarterback that had a very rough practice today. I actually don't know what you're referring to, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but another quarterback news, the Washington football team, are having a true quarterback competition this offseason to determine their starter. Can we refer to them as the Wooft? The Wooft? <laughs> That's fun, yeah. Wooft.com. <laughs> um, the candidates in this battle are Ryan Fitzpatrick, the immortal, magical, 
It's magic himself. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, Taylor Henneke, who looked so good in that playoff game last uh, season. And Kyle Allen, who has been, I think he's the one who's been a, a kind of a favorite of, of Ron Rivera in Carolina and now here in Washington, unless I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> So those are the three. There's three preseason games this off season, this uh, preseason. I hope it's Fitzmagic. How about you? Um, I really do feel like that it could be between um, Fitzy and Heineke. Heineken. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. Taylor Heineken. Due to the fact that Fitzpatrick seems to be very very much either he's amazing and stellar and you're like oh my god this guy's great or he's the five or six picks in a game where did that come from um and yet for 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 taylor we have one really or you know really amazing game to go off of that was stellar against a great defense but you know you can't base somebody off of one game Weird or a game and a half even the, the weird thing is none of these guys are, are young. Henneke's 28. Kyle Allen is... 25? Oh, 20, 25, thank you. So there's not like a rookie. There's not like a youngster necessarily that they're trying to develop. It's just these three guys. Right. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's all going to be dependent on who fits their offensive scheme that they're trying to play in, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, one's going to give them their identity? Is there a scheme that Fitzmagic doesn't fit into? I think he's he's played probably... on every team in the league, so no, <laughs> he fits every scheme. That's fine. Exactly. Okay. Next up, uh, Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, was quoted today saying that there is no possible scenario in which Justin Fields, their first round draft pick, will start in Week One. Really? He said that. Really. Which is uh, strange because last week, it wasn't his quote, but someone else in the Bears organization said, if he's ready, he'll start. <laughs> Fields, that is, over Andy Dalton, the other guy they brought in. I mean, I still believe that it won't take very long. Maybe not a week one start, but unless something weird happens. I mean, Dalton just has the experience. And the last thing the Bears, especially Nagy, wants to do is put in a rookie quarterback and burn essentially the second chance at coaching the Chicago Bears. Right, because Mitch Because there is no more chances, so he's got to kind of make this decision right. Yeah. And while we all groaned when we heard Andy Dalton was coming to Chicago, it's one of those sort of Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky things where are we going to put the experience in or are we going to go with uh, an unknown? Right, and Trubisky definitely got thrown into the fire too soon under, I think it was John Fox back then, right? Correct. And, uh, you know, we see how that turned out. It's It just seems like a weird thing to say, and I don't disagree with starting the veteran week one and then kind of what the Dolphins did last year, right, with Tua Tagovailoa. He started week Well, not everybody has that Ryan Flores touch where when it, things got over Tua's head, they kind of pulled and put the more experienced guy yeah, I in. I don't know about the flip-flopping, but I just mean Fitzpatrick started week one. He was the starter until after their bye week, like middle of the season. I, I do think that's probably the best way to do it. But it just seems weird to rule it out at this stage. Anyway, that's all. We've got some camp holdouts now that uh, team's mandatory mini camps are underway. 
obviously the biggest one being Aaron Rodgers, still not present in Green Bay. Uh, and then some new ones popped up this week. You've got Stephon Gilmore, uh, who's been an all-pro corner on the New England Patriots, holding out for a new contract. You've already got Jalen Ramsey from the Rams uh, recruiting hard on social media. Uh, just as an aside, that's been a, a fun thing about the social media era, I guess, is seeing these players interact with each other online. <laughs> you know how. Like, like so going so hard to get them to come to their team. <laughs> yeah. We saw the same thing with uh, Julio Jones before he was traded to Tennessee. A.J. Brown was, was pulling hard. He's like, you can have my number. You can be the number one receiver. <laughs> come here. <laughs> yeah, do it. I mean, these these guys want to win, and they know when a when a high valued player is on the market, it's like it's like a gift being given to you that you just got to take advantage of. It's like oh, I have two choices: I can let this opportunity blow by and be like, "Damn it, it didn't work," or it could be like, "No, you need to come here, otherwise, I can't win a Super Bowl." Right, but like, sign into the DMs though. Why do they do it publicly? Is this interesting? I'm uh, sure that they do slide to to some extent, and then they're like, "Dude, that would be funny to post," and they're like, "I." <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, and then one more cornerback, Xavier Howard, the Dolphins' star defender, is also holding out for a new contract. Justifiably so, in my opinion, because he's not even the highest paid corner on his own team when he's like the second best coverage guy in the league. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how those go. We've got more to say about the, actually both of these teams today in our AFC East uh, roster breakdowns. Yeah, sure. We got more to say. Head coach Bill Belichick of the Patriots says Cam Newton is way ahead of where he was last year, at this time last year, uh, with the Patriots offense. So Honestly, not saying much, but... Take that for whatever yeah. it's worth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the biggest news story here, actually, I don't know why I saved it for the bottom. Uh, Gardner Minshew... Jaguars he cut his hair. He cut his hair, and let, but he let the beard grow. He just looks like a normal guy now. <laughs> Magic is Supposedly, gone. Supposedly, he's going to be a very hot commodity come the off season. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, there's some trade interest in him, and now that Trevor Lawrence is in town, he's obviously not going to get the start anymore. Barring any disappointed, injury. it's like who who even are you anymore? <laughs> the personality is gone. Yeah, it's, it's all part of the hair. It's all grown and sewn together. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, as long as he still uh, warms up in his jock strap, we're good. Whoa. Did Thanks you not hear about, about Mike this week, guys. Anyway. <laughs> huh. We're going to take a very quick break and then come Yeah, back. I need to think about that. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we will be right back with the AFC South breakdown. We're back on the Two and Football Podcast. You're not even going to answer the question, are you? <laughs> I am not going to answer that question. All right. I'm not going to the question because it was over break. I'm not screen sharing, so you have no idea what I'm looking at over here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a, a brief recap of the uh, the uh, AFC South. Is that what you did? Yeah. All right, if you insist. Uh, yeah, so AFC South, we're going to just go in division top, in order, top to bottom, of how the teams finished in the standings. So starting with Tennessee, uh, the Titans finished 11-5, and won the division, behind another monster year from their running back Derrick Henry, who led the league in rushing yards, again, with over 2,000. 
he set new career highs in attempts, yards, and touchdowns. So another just crazy season from Henry. And quarterback Ryan Tannehill, your prove-it player, was great. Yes, too. my boy. Yep, his second year with the team. And he set a new career high in touchdown passes with 33. I should have written down. I think he, he had under 10 interceptions, which helped him to the fifth best uh, passer rating in the league last season. So really great year for both of those guys on offense. Uh, however, defense was the issue with this team. They had the fifth worst defense, uh, giving up almost 400 yards per game. And uh, particularly, it was the pass defense that struggled. And so they won the division, made the playoffs, uh, but they lost in the wild card round, 20 to 13 to the Ravens. And weirdly in this game, they kind of flipped the script in this game. Their defense played well, limiting the Ravens to 20 points, but it was the offense that couldn't get anything going. They had just 200 yards, only 40 yards from Henry on the ground. And a rare Ryan Tannehill interception late in the fourth quarter was what sealed their fate. So coming into the offseason, they, they did lose some key pieces. I think this offseason, they lost Jonu Smith, their um, athletic pass-catching tight end to New England in free agency. And they also lost Corey Davis to the Jets, who finally... After years, he was a top 10 draft pick, I think, five years ago now, four years ago. He finally broke out and had a big season, uh, but they didn't keep him around. He, I mean, That ended up being just fine <laughs> because of uh, the Julio Jones trade. Right. But, yeah, Davis is gone, and they also just completely churned their uh, cornerbacks, which maybe is not a bad thing since their past defense was so bad. But Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Desmond King – gone and they also lost to Devian Clowney who was only with the team for well really half a year before he got hurt and he was replaced as well so in terms of acquisitions the biggest one happened just recently talked about it on a show last week that they traded for Julio Jones star wide receiver from the Falcons uh, through free agency they signed Bud Dupree from the Steelers an outside linebacker and also Janoris Jenkins uh to start rebuilding their uh, secondary. Also to that end, they spent their first round draft pick on Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, who is also a cornerback. So they're working on the defense. Uh So as the roster stands today, who, uh, Matthew, would you rate as their studs on the offensive side? It goes without saying Derrick Henry takes the top of that list. Yep. I mean, Actually, every year, every year so far that we've said he's going to go down, he just gets better. And I don't see that changing. The Titans have a very clear type of offense. Tannehill also would make my list. Um, they're revamping that wide receiving core. Adding Julio Jones to play across from A.J. Brown just makes sense. Um, I wish they would have kept Davis to play in the slot, mm-hmm. but with a solid, reliable, contested catch, prove it type player this could elevate Tannehill's passing game but yeah I'm, I'm excited for the way this offense goes I can't wait yeah I, and I could not find a dud on this offense the, the offensive line is just solid there aren't really you don't become a leading rusher in the league without a pretty darn yeah. good offensive line yes this is true and uh, my biggest question mark on this offense was on the line though they're they're solid Left tackle through right guard, but I don't know who's going to play right tackle for them right now. And um, the team drafted in the first round last year, they drafted Isaiah Wilson, 
hoping he would be the guy, but that uh, crashed and burned so fast that not only is he not starting, he's off the team. <laughs> they released him less than a oh, year. Oh, so what you're saying is there's not a chance. <laughs> yes. And so as, uh, as of today, the battle for right tackle is between uninspiring veterans, Ty Sombrello and Kendall Lamb. Either way, not super inspiring, so right tackle could be an issue. On the defensive side of the ball, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. A lot of question marks. Uh, they, Like I said, they basically redid their entire secondary. They cut everybody and signed all new guys. So, so one question is going to be, can this new secondary improve the unit as a whole? Um, and then also Bud Dupree. I think there's sort of a lot of pressure on him because they gave him a big deal, a big contract. This is his first time you know, away from having TJ Watt on the other side, which obviously will make any pass rusher look better maybe than he really is. So I think this is a big season for Bud Dupree. See if he can provide a pass rush all by himself without someone. Especially given the fact that knowing that that's the only side the pass rush is going to come from, you double team him and then you're taking him almost out of the equation before he has a chance to get going. Right. So, and and, yep. Yeah, exactly. Like I said last week, if you have one pass rusher, you have no pass rushers. So we'll see. It's all about the defense. Uh, so overall for this team, though, the Julio Jones trade obviously puts this offense on even another level than they were at last year. But defensive concerns, if that unit is leaky enough, it could still sink this team. So given all that, Matt, what grade would you give this Titans roster on paper? A B minus. B minus. Okay. I had them at a B. So we're pretty close. Um, just for the exact same reasons you're thinking, this offense is going to put points on the board. There's no question about that. Questionable right tackle or, uh, or, or right side of the line or not. They've done a lot to elevate and even enhance it with the addition of Julio Jones. But with a, a brand new, inexperienced, if you will, at least in this scheme, secondary mm-hmm. and just defense on the side, if they can't control the line of scrimmage with their opponents on the field, defenses win championships. And if you're going to throw your offense on the field, having to score touchdowns every single drive, you're going to wear them out just as like an offense that stalls on every play. Where's their defensive down? Yep. Um, but I am excited to see the new, how this offense takes shape with the addition of Julio Jones. If it's still the traditional ground and pound, or if they're going to, sort of spread it out a little bit more and air it out and make Julio go up and take those balls. Yep. Oh, my. All right. Colts are next in this division. George Decay's here again. (laughs) (laughs) Colts uh, also finished 11-5 and last year, second in the division, though, because of uh, their division record. They relied more on their defense. They had the eighth-best defense in football and, uh, you know, decent kind of middle, upper middle of the road, middle of the pack in terms of offense that was powered mostly by a dominant offensive line. And they made the playoffs too. Uh, but lost. Arguably the best offensive line in the league, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is rated as such by some, one of our sources. <laughs> our only source that I always reference. Um, OffensiveLines.com. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> The uh, yeah, but the Colts lost in the wild card round to the Bills, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Hey, I know uh, that team. They almost came back in the fourth quarter, 
but it wasn't meant to be. And Philip Rivers rode off into the sunset. I guess it's a cult. I got it. Oh, nice, man. I wish I had thought of that when I wrote this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for. I never do any research. I'm here specifically for commentary Just to and react. comedy purposes. <laughs> it works. Uh, let's see. This offseason, they lost a couple um, cogs of their defensive line in Justin Houston and Danico Autry. And they acquired Eric Fisher on the offensive line. And, of course, the biggest move they made was trading for embattled Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just going to uh, move along. Well, no, we got more to say about Wentz. Uh, and then in the draft, they spent their first-round pick on edge rusher Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Cutie pie. Exactly. The studs All right. on this offense. Yes. We already referenced it, the line. The offensive line, they're great across the board and adding Eric Fisher – even fills kind of the one hole they did have over at um, left tackle there, uh, the blind side. Good movie. Yeah, Wentz is right-handed, right? Yeah, good movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Their, their pro football focus is second best rated offensive line entering 2021. And I think this team also has a big strength at the running back position. They had Jonathan Taylor was their draft pick last year. Looked pretty good as a rookie. So he's coming into year two. Marlon Mack looked awesome before breaking his – Achilles or whatever. <laughs> Breaking his Achilles. Is that a thing? No, you didn't break it. What happened? He tore it. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you do to Achilles. And then you've also got Naheem Hines, who showed more Shocked versatility. Me, than, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think he showed even more versatility than we thought. Like, kind of thought of him as a pass catcher. But talked so much smack on him, <laughs> and I feel like every player that I was like, "This guy sucks." Last year was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Well, sometimes that's all the motivation some guys need. And a guy in the two on football podcast said, what? Yeah, right. Some random internet dude's upset at me. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, so, the, so that group, all three of them together, even Jordan Wilkins, honestly, when he gets it, anyone, probably anyone running behind this offensive line would look pretty okay. All right, Mike, go for it. <laughs> anyone except me. I can't run. The fastest I move is when I hear the coffee maker finish in the morning or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, offensive duds. Carson Wentz, question mark? What? Okay, the offensive question marks. Carson Wentz, for real. This is where he belongs. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it didn't work out in Philly, but maybe that wasn't all his fault. Maybe a lot of it was, but maybe not all of it. <laughs> you can't... It's not that... I mean, he okay, didn't have the supporting cast. Yes. But it was the injuries, but maybe behind a, a, a much better offensive line. Much better offensive line and uh, better on both sides of the ball than uh, the group that he was surrounded with in Philly. However, I also question this receiving core a little bit. You've got an aging T.Y. Hilton who struggled. He, he was terrible last year, but that could partially be because of Rivers and his noodle arm couldn't throw the deep ball. And that's mostly what Hilton does. Uh, and then you've also got, besides Hilton, you've got some unproven youngsters like Michael Pittman. I think he was a rookie last year. Uh, you've got like Zach Pascal. I forget who else. But it's a bunch of young guys who haven't been consistent producers and haven't really shown that they can sustain, uh, you know, a high level of productivity. I feel so, like we are going to see this offense even under Wentz because Wentz had mobility when he was healthy. Yeah. 
Uh, I do see this team trying to sort of, like a lot of teams do, sort of play off of that uh, Tennessee mantra Mm -hmm. of trying to run the ball behind the line and use the run to open up the pass. Yeah, so maybe, hopefully this will take some pressure off Wentz because I know we said it a lot last year that he felt like he had to do it all himself, and he did to some extent. He was thrown to practice squad guys. He had no offensive line, no running back, no, you know. Right. Uh, so, so we'll see. We'll see. It's a big year for Wentz. If, I was, if we were doing proven players again, I think I'd pick Wentz. <laughs> oh, boy. Because now it's like, okay, you've got the line. You're going to have protection. You've got a great running game to compliment you. Now what are you going to do? What do you have? Right. What are you going to do with the gifts that have been presented to what you? What can you add now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of – the rest of the team, they are complemented by a great defense led by some studs such as Darius Leonard, uh, their middle linebacker. And I saw this tidbit on Instagram. Since entering the league in 2018, Darius Leonard leads all linebackers in sacks and forced fumbles. He's a monster. Brutal. And they've also got DeForest Buckner, defensive lineman. Last 2020. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. He used to be with San Francisco. The stops here. <laughs> And last year was his first year with Indy. And uh, let's see, he was top 10 in the league in sacks with nine and a half and tackles for loss with 14. So he's great too. And they're just solid. They're, they're a really good defensive unit. I do question the rest of the defensive line though, because after, let's see, like we mentioned at the top, they lost a couple of guys to free agency. So besides Buckner now, the rest of the guys that remain on the roster right now combined for five sacks. Oh, damn Taylor Stallworth, Tyquan Lewis, Conrad Jensen. A funny story about Conrad Jensen. Do you know? Do you know about this, Matt? Did he meet George Jensen? <laughs> it's not a real person. I put a random name generator. <laughs> I believe you. That's that's what I'm saying. These guys are nobodies, <laughs> and and all these guys minus Conrad. Uh, graded out in the bottom half of defensive line of all defensive linemen. Uh, per Did you really do that? <laughs> I thought that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> okay, that didn't land as well as I thought. Um, I'll probably just edit that out. To address this, they drafted Quiddy Pay, and he's the guy that I have the biggest question mark on on this defense. Is can he compliment Buckner, add another weapon in this pass rush, and provide an impact in his rookie season? And if he can, this defense could be even more lethal than they were last year. Overall, I think Wentz should be an upgrade at quarterback over Phillip Rivers, but there's still questions. And the receiving core is the biggest one in terms of the talent around him. They're a little bit of an unknown, unproven commodity to this point, but the defense should still be great. Matthew, any other thoughts? Not really. All right. Then I mean, did... you hit all the main points on the head that I could bring up with the Colts. So what grade do you give this Colts roster? Oh, uh, I'll go first. I give him a B plus. You said a B plus? B plus. That's right. I have them higher graded than the Titans. I'm going to go with a B minus. I think that's Because fair. I don't know how Carson Wentz changes the dynamic of this team. As someone who, for some reason, keeps drafting Carson Wentz in fantasy, I'm probably going to do it again. <laughs> I cannot stand you right now. Wow, it took 29 minutes and 56 seconds for you to say that. All right, Texans. 
Third. Oh, do we have to? Uh, we'll make it really, really quick. Third in the division because they're not they're they're trash this year, too. In in addition to being trash <laughs> last year, garbage. <laughs> Third in the division though, they've somehow won four games. I don't remember them winning four games. Uh, they were four and twelve. They fired their head coach slash GM Bill O'Brien after an zero and four start. Uh, and they've hired to replace them Nick Casario as GM and David Cauley at head coach. So this offseason, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but we have to start with Deshaun Watson. One of the best in the business when he's on the field. Might not be playing for Houston. I would say is likely not to be playing for Houston for one of two reasons. I want everyone to note that can't see the notations for this. He put might not be playing four as <laughs> F-O-U-R Houston this year and then proceeded to put the number two for two reasons. Thank you. Proceed. Okay. Thanks for noting that. I felt like that was important. That is important. So what, reason number one, as in W-O-N. <laughs> First, this offseason, he demanded a trade, said he wouldn't play another down for the Texans after the debacle that was their head coach and GM hiring process. And that was... You know that was minor, apparently. That was that, yeah, right. That turned out to be minor compared to the 22 civil lawsuits that have now been um, alleged against him that he engaged in sexual misconduct or and or assault during massage therapist sessions. And uh, I'm not going to comment further on that. Besides that, if you read the reports, it's really disturbing, really gross stuff. And but that'll play itself out in one of two places as well. It'll play itself out in the courts, the legal system, which is happening right now, I think. But also the league, the NFL, they they do their own thing too. They they levy their own punishments against players, and I think they're doing their own investigation. And they might, you know, there's a good chance he ends up suspended, possibly indefinitely. So, good chance Deshaun Watson doesn't play for Houston this year. Anything to add? No. In addition to that, they lost Will Fuller in free agency, their top receiver, and JJ Watt, who you know hadn't been hadn't been doing too much for this team lately. But it's a it's a big emotional blow. I feel like he was kind of the heart and soul of this team. And you know, I know stats aside, that can be just as bad for a locker room as not being productive on the field. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly. Uh, in terms of their acquisitions, they basically just went out and signed every running back on the market. <laughs> right, from three teams. different teams. Right, Philip Lindsay from Denver, Mark Ingram from Baltimore, even Sexy Rexy from uh, New England, Rex Burkhead, that is. You just uh, call him Sexy Rexy? I did. It's his name, didn't you know that? No. Not <laughs> making... <laughs> Rex is in W-R-E-C-K-S. Get it? I've never met someone as clever as you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to swap, put that into the intro music. That's such a good sound bite. <laughs> anyway, in the draft, they didn't Rich have a first. This is where we're at, folks. As a result of the mastermind GM moves of Bill O'Brien, he's almost as good of a GM as I am a comedian. He That's why you always have a backup or an assistant. Had no first round pick. No second round pick. 
Their first pick was in the third round when they drafted a, which they used on a quarterback named Davis Mills out of Stanford. Miles Davis. Almost. Or maybe I just butchered the spelling and it was Miles Davis, the reincarnation. He's dead, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That might be the funniest thing you've said all night. There are no studs on this offense. They have good. good (laughs) Stop stop it. Am I right or not? Who is Miles? I think he is. Pretty sure. That's the trumpet player, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He died. We weren't bad. This is sad. He died in 91. That's more recent than I would have thought. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Baum. <laughs> this offense is terrible. They have no one good except Watson. And now, I guess, if you add up all the running backs, David Johnson, who was already there, Ingram, Lindsay, and Burkhead, I guess that's a pretty good running back group. Just kind of mold them all together into one giant yeah. running back. Uh, Brandon Cooks can be good. I just put that because I feel bad saying they have no one good. But <laughs> uh, the offensive line is weak across the board. Uh, tight end is not great. Jordan Akins is an okay receiver, but awful blocker. I mean, the the this the the whole thing centers around Deshaun Watson and whether he plays. Seems unlikely as we've laid out on defense. Whatever they got a couple of random good players. Bradley Roby is a good corner. Zach Cunningham. Roby. Roby, nice. Zach Cunningham is a solid linebacker. Uh, but Just going to ignore you for the rest of the night. <laughs> the defensive line sucks. <laughs> the rest of this team is trash. The question marks everyone. Overall <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Phoning this. Overall thought, even so, just think about it this way: even with Deshaun Watson, this team went four and twelve last year. They haven't improved, and they probably won't have Watson. So, what do you think is going to happen? Oh I my gave, god! I gave this, marks, everyone. I gave this roster a D. That's probably generous. <laughs> I'm not grading this because there's nothing to grade here. <laughs> this team is in full rebuild mode. Rebuild mode, but but they don't have any draft picks. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the unfortunate part of taking over. Can you imagine the first day you walk in as the new head coach and he's like, all right, let's talk draft strategy. And the office just kind of goes. Well, we have one pick in the third round. Don't screw this up. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, it's bad. So I, 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 no, this team, they are playing for, to keep their jobs at this point, if they're playing as players. And the coaching staff has way too much on their plate to even attempt to make an effort with this team. We've been surprised before, but this is a long shot of a team. I cannot believe they won four games last year. They won't get that many this year. Jaguars. I'm actually more excited about this team. They, even though they went 1-15 last year, they, they it's so funny. They beat the Colts week one, big upset. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the Jaguars. Lost 15 in a row after that. Yeah, well, you know, reasons. Well, the reasons are they had the fifth worst offense and the second worst defense. So, and it turns yeah, out they were pretty bad. Yeah. Um, uh, good news is they didn't lose anyone this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, they brought in Shaq Griffin. They spent a good amount of money on this defense, actually. They brought in Shaq Griffin and Rayshon Jenkins in the secondary, and then Roy Robertson Harris on the defensive line. So, not like top tier household name kind of guys, but guys. Solid, reliable. Yes, solid, reliable. They, more interestingly, though, they had two first-round picks, 
sent them both on players from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence to be their new quarterback, and then Travis Etienne at running back. And so on offense, they've got some uh, they got some guys on offense. Their offensive line is pretty strong, especially the interior. Uh, they got- uh, we're not going to talk about their new head coach. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Yes, we should. Go ahead, Matt. Urban Meyer is now the head coach, former coach of the Ohio State University, is taking over as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I could not be more excited. First time in the NFL, right? Yes, sir. That is exciting. And thank you. Glad you're paying attention. Yeah, I got sure. head coach, Urban Meyer. Looking forward to it. Um, no, you're not. You couldn't even remember his name. Well, now that I remember, I'm looking forward to it. You're so full. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's one bleep button I'm going to have to put in. Oh, there's like five. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the offensive line is pretty solid, especially the interior. And just Trevor Lawrence immediately elevates this offense. I think he could uh, come out and have a pretty good rookie season. On offense, the offensive duds, the interior of the line is good. The tackles are a problem. Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor both were sort of turnstiles, so to speak, in terms of allowing uh, their guy they were lined up on to kind of get through more often than not. Tight end is also a position of weakness, despite the fact that Tim Tebow is on the roster as of today. Uh, yeah, come on now. The best tight end group in the <laughs> league now. Still, I, I still question whether he'll make the opening day roster, but as we speak on June 15th, he is on the team <laughs> behind – I don't know if I should say behind him or if they're all on the same level right now. Chris Manhurts and James O'Shaughnessy. Hey. Are good names, but they're not good players. They're not good pass catchers or blockers. So what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so question marks on the offense. How high can Lawrence fly? Directly tied to how good is this receiver group? DJ Chark showed some flashes last year. Do, 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 do. Urban Meyer, speaking of him was apparently not happy with Chark's uh, fitness when he came in. So he's back to the drawing board there, motivated. <laughs> the guy wow. who's getting I'm like walking into camp as a professional athlete. No, like, you're too fat. <laughs> uh, the guy who is getting a lot of buzz in minicamp right now is LaVisca Chenault, who was pretty interesting as a rookie last year. And then they brought in Marvin Jones, which is just a nice veteran presence. Uh, he's pretty good. Spent all that time in Detroit. So it's a solid receiver group. And uh, the studs on the defensive side of the ball, this is where more of the problems still lie. They have Miles Jack. He's one of the inside linebackers, uh, one of the best in the league. That's about it in terms of studs. Uh, on the other, the flip side, the, the duds, is most of the D-line, the pass rushers. They brought in – so <laughs> this is – oh, boy. Okay, we're – question marks. They brought in a lot of free agents to overhaul this defense, uh, which is a good thing. They've increased the level of talent, I think. But it, it, you sign a bunch of new players, you, you start talking about stuff like cohesion, learning the system. That's going to take some time. So we're, they're going to be relying on those guys they brought in being quick learners and also youngsters like C.J. Henderson, their first-round pick last year at cornerback, um, to make the leap quickly and, and become productive players in the league. So overall, I say this offense has some potential. I'm excited about it. Uh, but the defense still has a ton of questions. So I am grading them with a, not an A, a C. What? Which is it? C. <laughs> a plus, they're the best team in the league now. <laughs> I give them a B plus. B plus? 
Yes. The okay. team has the pieces in the key areas for now. There's a lot of filling in the blanks, but this team is going to make a massive leap forward. So just to be clear, that's higher than the grade you gave the Titans or the Colts. Are you sure about that? Stand by that? Yeah. <laughs> you gave them both B minus, well, didn't you? <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to win a division, but if we're comparing them to last year based on the roster, then yes. This roster has made great strides forward. Oh, I agree with that. I'm not going to say they're going to win a division, but they won one game last year. And they have the roster to win more than one game. I'll make one bold prediction. They're going to sweep the Texans. Well, I mean, all right, that's two games. What, two, three games right there? They're done. Yep. <laughs> so, see, they're already ahead of last year by 100%. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back with the AFC East. And we're back on the 2M Football Show. Continuing, I can't believe you would say that about me. Continuing, are you really surprised? Continuing our roster breakdowns, and uh, our next division is the AFC East. And we're going to start with the Buffalo Bills. So, 2020 Bills, I would say the most surprising team in terms of the leaps forward, the leaps and bounds, and the overall performance with the help of the fact that Tom Brady left the division. Helps a lot of people out. <laughs> yeah. uh, record of 13-3. and three. They won the division. Um, they beat the Colts and the Ravens. But they lost to the Chiefs. They were one game away from the Super Bowl. And they just fell apart with a 38-24 to 24 loss to the Chiefs. Wait, we're... Yep. Um, in terms of the offseason, fairly quiet. A couple of minorly big pickups. Um, the only loss I made a note of was John Brown, which I don't think is that big of a loss when I really look at it. Yeah, not huge. Um, but the acquisitions I felt were interesting, including um, Mitchell Trubisky, Emmanuel Sanders, and Matt Breida. Is Mitch going to start over Josh Allen? I think he has a chance to rebound his career. As a starting no. quarterback? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, Josh Allen will be starting for the Buffalo Bills. But I was reading into some of this, and it's interesting that the reason the Bills wanted someone like Mitchell Trubisky was he has a very similar play style to Josh Allen, and they feel like they wouldn't have to change much of their offense. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> I'm just reading how you spelled his last name. <laughs> and if I read it how it's written, it's <laughs> I can't <even> <laughs> I didn't even know if you were even going to pick that up. I did that so intentionally to see if you were even going to read. Trubutsky. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm like ugly crying over here. <laughs> I didn't even know if you were going to pick it up because you didn't say anything at any point in text messages. And I was like, oh, he doesn't even realize it. I knew it was wrong, but it didn't sound it out in my head until right now. And then I realized how hilarious that is. <laughs> you are very welcome. And again, my comedic prowess has showed itself again. Gosh, this is so much fun. Okay, go, go on. So it makes sense to have a reliable backup. And I have a feeling that the system and the supporting cast around Mitch in this case is much better than it was here in Chicago. Oh, yeah, 100, 100 times better. <laughs> so I think he has has a great opportunity to learn a lot more than he was going to learn here behind Nick Foles. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders is a great addition to the passing game. 
was a stud in New Orleans. So yep, offsets the loss of John Brown. And then who did they draft um, in the first round? They drafted Rousseau. <laughs> Thank you. Gregory <Nice>. Rousseau. <laughs> um, defensive end, which is perfect, but we'll get to that. Uh, let's see, do I have it in here? Nope, not yet. Get to that in a couple of seconds because we have to do the studs, duds, and question marks. Uh, yes, we do. The studs is I would consider, and I'll agree with you partially on this, the whole offense, except for the tight end position, they're really looking for Dawson Knox to make its leap this year into mm-hmm. the pass catching and blocking tight end that he was supposed to be. Um, so there is a little bit more focus on him. And they did also sign um, Jacob Hollister from Seattle, who had some yes, in order to 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 put the pressure on Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Knox has been he had some good games last year. Yeah, they just want a little bit more consistency out of him. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the Dutch just yet. It's more of a question mark, but on the offense, it would be Brita. But really, this falls into the question marks. Um, the running backs as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singletary was decent, but he hasn't been an outstanding thing. Matt right, Brita like- has this history of like going really hard the first game and then getting hurt and missing the season. Yeah, his body's made of glass, unfortunately. Moss looked was drafted last year. He looked all right, but again, injuries just seem to be sending these running backs a packet. Right. So, so the question out. becomes is is this backfield gonna be healthy and who's gonna stay healthy? And if it comes down to Singletary being the guy, is he going to be the guy? On the flip side of the ball, we have the defensive side with our studs list, which include the secondary as a whole. This is an w- amazing secondary. Yeah. Um, Trudavious uh, yeah, yeah, White, I want to make sure I had that correct. I didn't know how to spell it, so I just wrote Trey. <laughs> oh, come on now. You had an opportunity like I did. See, this is why I'm funnier. I know. Uh, okay, next time. Uh, Tredavious White and Micah Hyde, Rip Green Bay. Yeah. They've had so many um, good secondary players. Leave. Just make a very, very good secondary in that backfield. And then the addition of Levi, uh, Levy Wallace back there is all right. He's not, you know, a guy that jumps off the stat sheets, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is another a good, solid name to have back there. What I do have a big problem with is the front seven, given the fact that they ranked in the bottom ten in every single category for pass rush. Um, but they attempted to address that this year with Gregory Rousseau being drafted. So my biggest question on this team is going to be the pass rush on the defense. I really can't find a lot more faultiness in the team other than that. If they can control the line of scrimmage with this team, this team will be unstoppable. Grading, giving them a solid B. Okay. Yeah, I give them a B plus. I think that's the right range to be in. The Dolphins. 10 and 6 season. Uh, barely missed the playoffs with the team we wrote off. You know, I, it's funny. I've been, I think I mentioned, I've been listening to our last season of our show just to, you know, find ways to improve and also relive the season and what happened week to week. It took us a long time to catch on to the Dolphins being legit. <laughs> but it turned we out. refused to acknowledge it yeah. for like half the season. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's, they had a great season. Um, the one-two punch of Fitzmagic and Tua, Tua tags, 
was really dynamic. And the offseason, to kick it off, and what I mentioned earlier about um, training camp was training camp did not go very well for Mr. Tua Tagovailoa today as he threw five picks against his defense and had a very, very rough day. Um, That's one of those where, like, do you celebrate the defense or are you like, oh, crap, we got some (laughs) issues on offense? Flores was like, we have some work to do. And Tua was like, well, better to get it out now rather than, you know, in an actual game. (laughs) Um, I don't know how much I like that sentiment, but I understand the implications there. (laughs) Yeah. Losses was uh, Devin Kachow. Kachow. Uh, he went to New England. Uh, the, anyone who leaves a team went to New England. I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Kyle Van Noy went back to – oh, guess right, where? New right, England. back to New England, yeah. <laughs> um, and Fitzy, unfortunately, left to go join the Wolf team. Um, so, yeah, there's that. However, I think they got decent replacements for some things. They brought in Will Fuller, uh, Rick Green Bay again. Yeah, right. I'm so excited um, about this, though. Excellent for, addition for to, to that to that uh, offensive line across from Devontae Parker because, unfortunately, they don't have a lot behind that except Jalen Waddell from Alabama was Woo! drafted in the first round, as was, ironically enough, Jalen Phillips. Jalen Waddell is spelled different than Jalen in Jalen Phillips. I felt that was oh. very important to note. <laughs> yes, congratulations. You get a sticker. Nice. Um, so again, they're trying to put a very dynamic wide receiver in the slot around Fuller and Parker to, to fluff out that offense, uh, in the receiving core and to beef up the edge rush in on the defensive side. So I like how they kind of addressed both sides of the ball in the first round. Like they weren't heavily leaned to one side or the other. It's, it's balance for a team that just barely missed a spot in a surprising 10 and six finish. Right. Yeah. They were close. Um, the roster breakdown, uh, the offense is just, is great. I mean, for the most part, um, the right receiving core got buffered with the addition of Fuller and, um, and Waddle. Fuller is just, he's a great deep threat, which adds that, that deeper vertical threat down the field. So it it gets them out of the sort of dink and duck uh, offense and it takes pressure off of Devontae Parker. Right. Yeah. Um, so that dimension, plus if, if Waddle can get up to speed, again, you have now more threats. Uh, the offensive line is still vaguely questionable. Um, I don't know. They didn't address anything. There's been no word of if they're going to address anything, but the, the line is rated as about an average of a C to a C minus across the board. Uh, which is concerning because you want to protect your rookie quarterbacks, um, which leads into if the line's bad, how's the run game going to go? Miles yeah, Gaskin kicked the season off. What? Kind of iffy too. I said him. Yeah, Miles Gaskin seemed to like kick it off real good last year, but he struggled with injuries and missed a handful of games. So, you know, this line has to work on protecting Tua and getting the run game going. I feel like they really could have benefited from bringing in, like, Todd Gurley. You know, they brought in Malcolm Brown, but he's largely unproven, hasn't had a whole lot of starts. So the running back position is still sort of up in the air. Iffy. Yeah. Big question mark. 
And then on the defensive side of the ball, all studs. Um, overall, the units, you know, a pretty solid B-rated unit. Uh, the only big question, Mark, you could argue would be Xavier Howard. Like, he needs support and he needs help and he's holding out for right now. Right, um, yeah, they got to get his contract situated. So, so that would be the biggest question mark on defense is are, are they going to do anything to address the secondary besides – hopefully work out a contract for Howard, or is this just going to be left to the winds and we're going to see maybe the core do really well but get beat in the secondary. But overall, a B-plus for this team. Um, I really think that they've, they've added to add dimension to the offense, even with those things. The only question becomes, how does Tua perform now that Ryan Fitzpatrick is no longer there and Jacoby Prissett will be the backup quarterback? Right. And I don't think they're how gonna... do they utilize the run game with a questionable uh, offensive line? But that, that front seven is dynamic. And as long as they continue to pick up where they left off last year, there's not a reason why this team could not make it at least to the wild card round of the postseason again. Well, it wouldn't be again because they didn't make the playoffs. But, yeah. I see what you're saying. They should have made it. I think they just lost some weird tiebreaker or something, and that's why they didn't. But, yeah, I haven't had a B minus, mainly because I, I feel like looking at the defense on paper, it, it doesn't look that great. But somehow, despite allowing the 10th most pass yards allowed per game, they had the sixth – where'd it go? It's over here. They had the sixth fewest points allowed. So I guess it was kind of like maybe that bend but don't break philosophy. So I right. – I don't know if the defense is going to live up to that again this year, but on the flip side, the offense should be amazing with the, well, that might be too strong. (laughs) The passing offense should be much. I mean, I would say solid. I wouldn't go necessarily amazing with the weapons they've added. I'm just just points on the board, which is what you just want out of an offense. That is what you want out of your offense. Agreed. Let's move very quickly here with the Patriots. All right. Sum them up off season for new England. They signed the league. (laughs) Wait, read my fun fact. I took like 45 whole seconds to research that. Uh, where's the fun fact come then? It's in the oh, 2020 it. recap. Uh, seven to nine, third in the division, no playoffs. First time since the year 2000, they finished with a losing record. What? Wow. I was, I was, I was a kid at that point. I was a little thing. Well, I was never little, but <laughs> I was smaller and less fat at that time. Um, off-season losses. You look great. You look, uh, you, you look great. You, you left one out. Uh, they lost the... Joe Thune and Marcus Cannon off their offensive line. Oh yeah. And I would say their free agency losses is they signed, re-signed Cam Newton, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh wow! Acquisitions. I like how it says "very busy in free agency," which is very similar to my giant scrawling of an insane lunatic that says they signed the league. <laughs> in rapid on, fire. Who do they on sign? March 14th alone, after all was said and done, they had 13 players already signed or re-signed. <laughs> um, but huge gains was on the offense. They picked up both John New Smith and Hunter Henry. The top two what? tight ends on the market. Yep. <laughs> they got them. They received Matt Judon from the Baltimore Ravens. They received Jalen Mills. They received Nelson Aguilar. And I guess Kendra Bourne's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, they took Mac Jones in the first round. So clearly, Newton is not the, you know, end game here. Um, right. Yeah. 
studs in the offense, of course, Johnny Smith, Andrews. We're hoping to see uh, uh, the, the, the rotation of good running backs and Damian Harris, Sony Michelle. I'm hoping to see a lot more of James White's been pretty solid in the backfield as a pass catching back. Yep. Yep. The biggest question would be the, the uh, wide receiving core. There's still not a standout number one yet. We'll see how training camp proceeds. You know, who's uh, interesting Mike, is uh, Nelson Aguilar was actually pretty good with the Raiders last year. Uh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Made Carson Wentz look or um, David Carr. Yeah, D- Derek Carr. David Derek Carr. Carr. <laughs> we were both wrong, but you were a little bit closer. Together, we make it sort of right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing surrounding this team this year is the question mark, which was Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably, he didn't have any type of receivers around to help him, but he also didn't look as near the passer that he used to be with Carolina. So I need Still to can see run. him I saw that. <laughs> somewhat. Um, but we need to see how Cam performs. Uh, the defensive side of the ball is pretty solid still. I mean, I think that's been one of New England's things besides, you know, Tom Brady, aside being Tom Brady, is the fact that the defensive side has been pretty good. You know, they got Kyle yeah, Belichick, Belichick being a defensive guy, kind of Correct. masterminding it. Yep. Jonathan Jones, J.C. Jackson in the corners. Chase Winovich is a young, uh, is a good edge rusher who is showing impactfulness. Dante Hightower is the single caller as the inside linebacker. But we need to see more pass rush. This front seven needs to get to the quarterback and, again, manhandle the line of scrimmage, um, especially if we're unsure on how the offenses are going to perform. I give this team right now, even with everything – that they've done a C plus. Okay. Yeah. I had them at a B it's going to depend on how all these free agent signings pan out. I mean, this is really aggressive behavior. We don't know how Newton's going to do the wide receiver core is a big question mark. The pass rush is a decent question mark, but you know what the biggest question mark of all is what, what? the jets, <laughs> the jets. I literally have my first train of thought is brief 2020 recap, uh, two and 14. They accidentally managely managed to win a couple of games to screw themselves out of getting Trevor Lawrence. Great Adam job, guys. Adam Gase's final middle finger to the team. <laughs> um, you know, I was getting to that. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's done. I, forget it. I had in giant letters with 17 million exclamation points, no Gase. Really? I'm not seeing, I don't see that in the notes. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send you a picture of something in the notes. Oh, God. I'm scared. Um, yeah, they drafted Zach Wilson. Wonderful. Fantastic. Guess Woo-hoo. who backs him up? Not Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold isn't on the team. He went to Carolina. They have nobody to back him up. Some no-name, two-time, two-faced quarterback that I didn't write his name down because it didn't matter. Two-faced? Yeah, I don't know. Just some yeah. no-name guy. They so got, they Harvey, they got no Harvey Dent? Experience. Mike, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm trying to make a joke, God damn it! <laughs> All right, go ahead. That's no, too late. James Morgan is their backup quarterback. Yeah, I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, no. you know who their third stringer is though? Who? Mike White. So we're good. All right, yeah, he's got this. <laughs> hey, they signed Corey Davis. They did. Fantastic. They have a wide receiver. <laughs> and still no quarterback question marks. 
Um, yeah, they picked up Zach Wilson, and they tried to strengthen the old line with Elijah Vera Tucker. Excellent picks. Yeah. Um, studs, Corey Davis. I'm hoping to see more out of him. Uh, the Duds, their center, arguably a very important part of the team. You could say that, yeah. Uh, but the big question marks is in the running back position. Well, Michael P. Ryan is still listed at this point as the starting RB1. Tevin Coleman, we've seen flashes of brilliance in, in Atlanta. We haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Marcus Myers on the defensive side is pretty pretty solid. Uh, Quinlan Williams uh, leads that defensive line, but they have really nothing in the secondary, and that makes me serious nervous. The entire team for me is a question mark for multiple reasons. There is no leadership at quarterback. Robert Saul is being handed the keys to a bus that, has been disabled, and you can't even steer it right now. And I feel like it's unfair to grade this team because they are rebuilding everything. And to me, the coaching staff was the biggest problem. I mean, they're a step, the, the, they're a step ahead of the Texans because they actually made some good draft picks. They have some decent young players. Uh, so I gave, um, them a, I gave them a D plus over the Texans D. Yeah. Well, anyone's better than the Texans. Yes. I would say that if, if – with the draft pick of, of Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker and having Robert Saul at the head of the controls this year. Right, because he was a defensive-minded guy, so maybe he can coach these guys up. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't grade them right now. There's just too much, too many moving parts. Not enough think, off-season move. And, do, and Saul do, do, has do, do, a learning curve. Do you think they win more or less than two games this year? Uh uh, <laughs> Put the over under at two and a half. What do you take? <laughs> Play the safe bet. What do you take over under? <laughs> I take over. I agree. I think they win a minimum four games um, while they're figuring out their identity now because there's a lot this team has to now decide. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, any team that Gase leaves usually gets better. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't factor in the the Gase leaving bump into my, my grade. <laughs> but I still have a lot of question marks across this team. Yeah, yeah. Especially on defense. So Jets equal question mark. Analysis complete. All right. Call me later, ESPN. Let's do it. We're only uh, only 10 minutes behind schedule. So thank you, Matt, for bearing with me and putting up with my antics, my, my 11 p.m. brain. <laughs> it's a scary place. <laughs> yeah. Kill you later. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. We did it. <laughs> Two divisions. Whoop, whoop. Next Two week, more next week. We will be back same time, probably same place. Sorry, Matt. To do uh, the to talk about the AFC West, our final AFC division, and then we'll get into the NFC with the South. Notice I'm leaving the NFC North for last, hoping that there is some Rogers. I really feel like we need to go back and see how we do this. I think we do the same rotation every single time. You mean every single time of the now two years that we're doing this <laughs> yes i even think we started the same way when we were back in the youtube days i really feel like we always end on the nfc north maybe i mean, originally this time around i had nfc north first but then i'm like you know what let's just wait in case something happens with rogers we can factor that in <laughs> of course if he gets traded to any of these teams that'll blow it all up anyway so we're screwed either way <laughs> you know it wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> Alrighty, and I think that's a wrap, guys. We appreciate you listening. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to see you guys next week on the Gridiron as we cover 
the final AFC division. Be there or be square. You are such a dork. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.